everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We have today, we are here talking about the first grouping of the uh, Merry Thanksgiving weekend that we had. And we're talking about three movies that were on Hallmark Channel. Going to be a lot of fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and author Lizzie Shane is here. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming (laughs) on. We really appreciate it. And I wanted to have you on because. I knew you had a book coming out, two books coming out, which are very exciting. We're excited about. And then also because you wrote a Royal book, I thought it was perfect. And you've written books about puppies. So it just seemed like got to have you on for, I mean, it really does seem like that sweet spot of like, I love all things Royal and I love all things puppies. And like, we found the, like the perfect place. (laughs) So it's been a while since we had you on the pod. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, just writing, having fun, you know, doing the thing, watching lots of Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this week, you have mm-hmm. a new book. I uh, do. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Uh, my new book that just came out is called Pride and Puppies. Uh, it's not actually a Pride and Prejudice retelling. It's actually about a girl who is obsessed with all things Jane Austen. And she has been on this like quest to find her perfect Mr. Darcy. And it has not been ending well. Um, So she ends up deciding she's going to swear off men and lavish all of her love and affection on uh, someone who truly deserves it, which is her golden retriever puppy that she has just gotten. So, but then of course, in the process of, you know, getting the puppy, she ends up finding out that there was someone who was this great, you know, Austin-esque hero right under her nose the entire time. And she just didn't really it and it's very like yeah so it's a cute little small town puppies romance called pride and puppies uh which is out now wherever books are sold (laughs) (laughs) so is the is the lead guy is he a darcy-esque character he's not darcy-esque he's kind of the anti-darcy he's a lot more of like uh he's a little bit more of like a wentworth if you remember persuasion like he's very like quiet or or like mr knightley the guy who's kind of in the background the entire time and then like you know you know he's 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 under her nose but he's he's not a darcy hero he's he's very like very very you know he's kind of a cinnamon roll he's a sweetie you know (laughs) like he does not come across as a darcy at all so So not what she thought she was looking for so what are the pride and prejudice elements in the story? Uh, well, then? there's a million uh, Jane Austen quotes in the book. It's kind of more all Austen than specifically oh, okay, Pride okay. and Prejudice. So each chapter begins with a Jane Austen quote. And there's okay. a lot of, you know, little references. And there's like a Jane Austen tea in the middle of it where they all dress up and so stuff like that. So like, there's a lot of allusions, but it's mm-hmm. not specifically a Pride and Prejudice uh, specific book. Okay. I got it. I got it. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. What inspired you to, to write it? Um, Well, I mean, I, I love, uh, all things Jane Austen. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of always looking for an excuse to sneak her into my books. Uh (laughs) Um, and I had written that in the previous book of the series, I had mentioned that the heroine was named after a Jane, her name was Eleanor and she was named after Eleanor from Sense and Sensibility. And this is her sister. And I was like, let's just dive in. Let's go all in on the Jane Austen for the next book. (laughs) So 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 what's the first one called again? Um, the first book in the series is 12 Dogs of Christmas, oh, but okay. the one that Eleanor is um, To All the Dogs I've Loved Before. So they're all very little punny puppy titles. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize there were like a series. I mean, I, I know yeah. that you have books with dogs in them, but they were connected. They can actually... They can all be read as a um, as, as standalones, but they uh-huh. do they do feature everybody's in the same little town in Vermont, okay. and so it's it's all like it's all this this cute little you know and 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 the uh, the 
the sort of tagline for it is where every where every true story where ha where every happily ever after begins by adopting an adorable rescue dog because it all starts with like these rescue dogs mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and, and what do you have dogs I do I do I'm, I'm uh she's with my aunt right now <laughs> what, what dogs I'm do you not, have um she's a uh, the dog into all the dogs I've loved before is actually inspired by her. Her name is Gracie. She's a, um, an Australian shepherd mix, lots of energy, very, very smart. She's smart for her own debt, uh, for her own good. She can open <laughs> doors, which is not something we wanted her to be able to do, but, <laughs> but it makes it, she's, she's got lots of energy. She's got a lot mm -hmm. of personality. She's a little crazy. It's kind of great. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. So and then you have a book coming out in February, correct? Yes. Yes. It's, um, it's sweeter than chocolate is my next Hallmark publishing release. Um, it is about a, a magical chocolate shop where, or, well, it's about a chocolate shop that may or may not be magical. Um, the, the legend is that if you eat this specific chocolate, the Cupid chocolate at that chocolate shop on Valentine's day, then you will meet your one true love. And so, uh, so of course there is a skeptical reporter who's been assigned to do like a puff piece on it. Like do, nice. do a fun fluffy, you know, Valentine's day piece. And he's like, I'm going to debunk this whole thing. And then of <laughs> course he ends up falling for the girl who's making all the chocolates. So that's sweeter than chocolate. It's coming out in January. It's, it's super cute. I love this book and oh. yeah, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> well, I'm so relieved because when I heard that they were closing up at, at Hallmark publishing, I thought, oh no. I hope I, that uh, it doesn't affect Lizzie's book. I was worried too. This one had actually been pushed back a year because there were supply chain issues last year. They couldn't mm. get like paper or something that they needed for like making, like physically making the books. They couldn't get it. Um, they, they had like a supply. I mean, it was when oh, everything was all. Yeah, up. that's wild. And uh, so they got pushed back, uh, pushed back a year. And so I was, when I found out that Hallmark Publishing was going to be going through a transition, I was like, oh no, <laughs> but it worked out great. It yeah. worked out. And so I'm I'm one of the lucky ones who my book is still going forward. So oh, that's good. That's that's very good. Well, it sounds very cute. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I hope you love it. <laughs> yes. From the creator of the number one Christmas podcast comes a new book to surprise and delight you into a happier holiday season. Christmas Past, the fascinating stories behind our favorite holidays traditions by Brian Earle is out now just in time for the holidays. Available in hardcover and ebook from Lions Press and as an audiobook narrated by the author from recorded books, behind every Christmas tradition is a story, often a forgotten one. When we pour the eggnog and trim the tree, we're continuing generations old narratives without knowing their starting chapters. Until now. Brian Earl brings the same wide-eyed fascination and cozy nostalgia from the podcast to the book. Featuring 26 short chapters and eye-catching graphics, you'll want to have it on your coffee table or mantle all season long. Find out why Apple Books named Christmas Past a must-listen and get a copy today wherever books are sold. Remember, it makes a great gift. Find out more at christmaspastpodcast.com. That's christmaspastpodcast.com. Well, let's dive into these movies. We have three movies that we're talking about from Hallmark Channel. We have My Southern Family Christmas, a Hashtag Xmas, and A Royal Corgi Christmas. And I would say, I actually ended up enjoying all three of these. Uh, would you, how did you feel overall? I, I did too. I really did. I was, I was, I was excited that like, the first one, I just, yeah, I loved all yeah. of them. Like the yeah. first one with the, the Southern Family Christmas, like, I'm such a sucker, Bruce Campbell and Moira Kelly, like you, like I'm in love with them. So like, yeah. that was a great start. And 
And then the, like the lead couple were like, I mean, it really was more about her than about the romance. And I kind of loved that. It was about her yeah. and her dad also. And I, I really loved, sorry, I, I really loved the, uh, that it was Louisiana and like, it was kind of novel to have Hallmark without snow. And I kind of, yeah. I really liked that they were doing that. So well, let's dive into that one. And then we'll talk about okay, the other sorry. two. I <laughs> know uh, it's great. Uh, so yeah, my Southern yeah, family my- Christmas, this was on the 24th. Uh, this stars JC Elliott, Ryan Rotman, Bruce Campbell, Mark Kelly, uh, director Emily Moss Wilson, co-writer Elise uh, Murray. It's under the guise of a journalist. Campbell has a chance to get to know her biological father for the first time without him, uh, without him ever knowing who she really is. As she spends time with him and his family, as well as with the town's record keeper, <laughs> she realizes <laughs> that families are messy, wonderful things. In the end, Campbell must decide if she's going to keep her identity secret or reveal the truth to her father, a decision that will change their family Christmas forever. So the thing I I really admired about this movie, I mean, there were a lot of things, but mm-hmm. I thought it was very well written. There were so many yeah. spots where it could have turned into real cringe uh, mm-hmm. but she at least murray uh walked that uh line and it didn't uh there were yeah. so many spots where i was like oh no they're gonna have so and so you know throw a fit here or be be ridiculous and then they didn't and and uh i mean i just think this was a very very carefully written movie yeah I love that. I mean, especially like the, the stepfather, like the way he was really supportive of her instead of, and like her, I feel like every, everything felt very real. Like they weren't trying to make it out. Like she had, you know, she didn't really know her father and her father had sort of, you know, abandoned the family mm-hmm. and they, and they didn't try and play that off as a, a elaborate misunderstanding. They just made it like, you know, he was going through you know, and he, he had made mistakes and he acknowledged that he had made mistakes and he was just trying to like, it was about redemption in a really nice way. Yeah. And I feel like if you don't acknowledge that people make mistakes, then you can't get that redemption. Does that matter? Yeah. And then, and nobody was all as outraged that she was lying. Yeah. I mean, she probably, I don't know if she needed to lie, but we needed it for the story, but, and nobody was like, <gasps> oh you've been lying to us this whole time. And I was just so grateful because that is just cringe in my opinion. Well, and I loved that, like, she, she, she initially was one of the people who was like, I don't want to lie. I don't want to be dis- like, isn't that dishonest? And then right, like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm going to tell him the truth. And then she's faced with him and she's like, nope, gonna lie. Like, can't do it. Can't do it right now. <laughs> like, yeah. you, it just felt really real that you like saw her panic and you were like with her in that moment, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was especially worried that Ryan Rotman was going to be like, uh, I don't know that that was going to be a conflict. You know, mm-hmm. that, oh, you've been lying to these people and whatever and to the town, but he wasn't, he was just like, okay, I get it. I get why you'd need your space. And, and, uh, he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which was good. They were, they were so cute together. Like, yeah. the, like the nerdy meat cute was like yeah. the most adorable thing. <laughs> well, we've been talking a lot this season about Hallmark embracing the nerd chic. Yeah. And, uh, this whole weekend, I mean, pretty much everybody was some, uh, some version of the hot nerd, uh, all the guys, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really you've had a lot. Cause you had, you, you've got Chandler Massey, you have Wes Brown, uh, in, uh, in hall at the Holly, mm-hmm. uh, with glasses and everything. And you've got Ryan Rotman here. Uh, I mean, I think you could even make a little bit of a nerd case for, um, Rand Daughtry 
in X in hashtag X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, there's, and then, you know, of course we had Paul Campbell being, uh, in the uh, three wise men. We had, uh, we had Brendan Penny early, uh, in, in Mary measure. I mean, we just, the, the hot nerd is, is making his, his, uh, presence known in Hallmark. Channel. I mean, I don't mind it at all. Like I'm enjoying I, I, myself. Me too. <laughs> more please yeah no it's really fun I mean it works for me I mean it it just adds like a, a sort of a sweetness because these guys are just usually kind of perfect and, yeah and so it it's fun I I love that but like it just gives the it, it adds to the you were saying about the cinnamon roll mm-hmm. <laughs> it adds to yeah. the cinnamon roll the guys to have them be a little nerdy a little awkward yeah it's so endearing like it I just, is oh. <laughs> yeah plus like it it makes it feel like a little more believable that you have yeah. these incredibly attractive guys that are in their you know 30s and 40s with uh with without uh without that haven't been married. snatched up already yeah yeah so it makes it yeah, okay they're a little nerdy so I guess it makes a little more sense <laughs> but, but yeah it was fun I mean this movie we did have a, a cameo that I was not expecting to have Wes Brown show up in uh, a red herring Hallmark hunk. Yeah. (laughs) As her boss, uh, uh, another character that I could have seen being kind of like unreasonable, but you know, he was, he was supportive and uh, it was, you know, he was fun. It was fine. And uh, so she decides to, go under cover and I, I I do feel like they missed out with this woman named Campbell that they they didn't have I don't think they had a gratuitous Campbell soup promo uh promotion in this one <laughs> like they had in a lot of other soups. I mean it was right there it was yeah, right there for them it's <laughs> waiting for them. uh and I I mean I, I guess if I were gonna say I do think that like I think he explains why he didn't have a relationship with her at the end, the dad, but I guess it does seem a little surprising when it's so easy for more, more Kelly's character to find her and call her that he Mm -hmm. wouldn't have done something, you know, there wouldn't be some kind of like connect communication, but I mean, I guess they tried to kind of answer that, you know, question, but uh, I don't know. How did you, did you feel like they were able to kind of keep Bruce Campbell's character like likable for, I mean, he's usually you don't have characters in the Hallmark movie that abandon their children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they definitely like I think he was still likable. I was trying to figure out the whole, like I was trying to figure out for most of the movie, like if he like secretly recognized her and was like letting her pretend that she didn't like, that they didn't, that they, they, they yeah. didn't know or something like that. I was Same. like, does he know? Does he see, does he recognize her? Does he see her? Like, you know, and, and it, it, it turned out that he didn't. And I, I liked the way that they wrapped it all up, but I was like, is that what's going on? Does he, is he, is there like another layer here that I'm not seeing? So I was, I was kind of watching for that the whole time. And so I think that kind of disconnected me from like, you know, wondering it, like, like for, from thinking as much about, about, uh, whether or not he had 
like, I mean, I liked that mm-hmm. they really did emphasize that, like, he was a good dad now and that he knew that he had made mistakes and things like that. And that, you know, he did regret what he had done and he he did miss his other daughter and really love his other daughter, even though he doesn't know that his other daughter is the person like standing right in front of him. Right. You know, I think I think he's a very likable actor and that helps like he's someone that's very just like you want to like him. So I think that kind of helps you give him the benefit of the doubt, too. At least it helped me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was saying on Twitter, I like, who thought we'd get two Bruce Campbell Hallmark movies. It's very right. last year he was in one, and then now this year. So I like uh, this trend. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, he's very, very lovable and funny and sweet, and and uh, they do have a nice moment between her and her father. Uh, where you know she says you're my dad and a great dad and then he says I had a feeling this day would come and he's totally supportive of of her going and and on this um journey that she does yeah I love that yeah when they totally honored him as her father yeah which I appreciated um and, uh, and then, so she goes to Sorrento and a big appeal for her in doing this is that she gets, she wants to meet her sisters, which I think that tracks, you know, that, that e- even if yeah. you maybe had issues with your, uh, your, your dad or, or reservations about meeting, meeting him, I feel like almost anybody would be like, I have to meet my sisters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I felt yeah, I felt like that was really nicely done. Like mm-hmm. the way that like that initial motivation of being like, and she does get to know them, and I love the sisters. <laughs> yeah, they were really cute. They did a great job. Yeah, <laughs> and like you were saying, they really. This was a like you were and like you were saying, this was a very different setting for a Hallmark mm-hmm. movie. I mean, first of all, no snow, shocking. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, there's that was really surprising and then also just so many i mean they really packed in the traditions for this not only yeah. the pair noel but the um the the uh, fire um burning thing uh, yeah the bonfire is <laughs> um, on to light the way and everything yeah yeah and then so many different foods that they had yeah which were really fun. I almost felt like I was in Disneyland for a second <laughs> square with uh, beignets and meat pies. And, and uh, it was just fun. There was, there was something new uh, around every corner uh, and new, and it's yeah. hard in these movies to, to come up with new Christmas stuff. Well, I'm just really excited that they're branching out beyond like every it must snow every you know like regardless of where you're where you're set it has to snow and like I was just really excited that they are moving like I I'm from Alaska but my family's from Hawaii and we celebrate our Christmas a lot of our Christmases there and like there's no snow and there's very different you know traditions and so I loved seeing that that was very exciting that they're yeah, like it, expanding it and that you like maybe we'll see like the Miami yeah. Christmas or you know like I want to see more yeah. <laughs> yeah i do too i mean why not everybody celebrates christmas like they uh they had a movie on netflix operation christmas drop that was set in um tonga i think or or fiji or someplace like that which was or guam no it was guam i'll have to take that one out yeah it was pretty cute 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have so many of these, like, why not have them in different places? And yeah. Uh, so that was fun. And the whole tradition of the Père Noel was all new to me. Yes. So that was fun. Yeah. I loved the Cajun, the, uh, the Cajun night before Christmas that they read. That was so cute mm-hmm. with like the gators instead yeah. of, instead of reindeer. I'm like, yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she has the meet cute with Ryan Rotman's character. And that was fun. <laughs> I mean, he's got it the was, glasses. They had, yes. And they had really great, like banter and really like, I, I was vibing with them. I liked them mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> Like, I think that you probably could have done this movie without the romance and I can understand why some people might say that, but I still enjoyed it. He was cute. And I don't think they spent too much time on it. No, I think it added to it. Like, I think Mm -hmm. like it was very much about her story with her and her and her, her dad and her past and his past. But, um, but I loved that. I loved that there was like a little, a little romance in there and, and it was fun. And it was, it was also you know, it, it provided a different note that you could play at different, at different times when, you know, mm-hmm. things are very feeling very intense over here. You can, you know, you can drift over and have her steal a file from the cute boy. So. Yeah. 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 I, I, that, that was my most nervous, uh, scene where I was like, oh no, he's going to overreact, but he didn't, he was just kind of like, yeah. cool. He, he just kind of was like, I, I figured it out. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. Like he just, he, he like, he was very chill about like, like, oh, I've got this. I know yeah. what this is. <laughs> and that, that's when I was like, Elise Murray, she nailed it in the writing of this movie. Uh, and I mean, I, I, everybody knows that like, she's a friend of mine. She's been on the podcast a bunch of times, but if I didn't think it was well-written, I would just not talk about it or just <laughs> whatever, you know, like I, I, I wouldn't say it just because I'm friends with her. I think she genuinely did a really good job with this. Yeah. And, uh, the, the one spot where I really thought, does he know who she is? Because, uh, was when he asks her out of all the people there, even his daughters are there to help him with the ornaments. I was like, yeah, oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. I wondered the same thing. Like I, yeah. I felt very like, mm. and mm-hmm. I, I think that was, I wonder if that was on purpose, if they're trying to like make us wonder if, yeah. if you know, like, and also when they're decorating uh, and he says, uh, he says, I'm giving you all access pass. Like you're part of the family. Yeah. Like, no, it was interesting. A way to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, it was, it was fun. There was little hints or question yeah. marks. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that it was a fun thing when they made the ice cream cone snowman. Yeah. That was cute. That, that was, was cute. adorable. Yeah. And then they had the frosting fight. <laughs> of course you have to have a frosting fight. <laughs> uh, and she says, well, so Ryan Robin's character figures out who she is because yeah. of the scene, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she says to him, I have so many questions about the past and don't know who to ask. And, uh, and then she goes to work with her dad on the food truck. So that, and that's when Mara Kelly realizes that Ryan Rotman knows. And she's like, oh, finally someone else I can talk to. Excited about she was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she was like, oh, thank goodness. Someone else knows. <laughs> like I love them all. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so she starts to ask her dad about his time in Texas and he's getting kind of upset by it because he feels really insecure about being the paranormal because Mm -hmm. of his past. And uh, that insecurity was very endearing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved that, you know, they say that the ultimate father figure, you know, paranormal was the ultimate father figure and and him being like, yeah, I don't like him turning it down initially and being like, no, I don't think, I don't think I can do that because, because he has that awareness that he wasn't always, you know, the great dad that he is, you know, to his younger daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so then we have a scene where, uh, he, he he says and then he says i uh, he tells her i never stopped loving her he tells well he tells he tells, them, he tells mora i think that yeah. yeah i never stopped loving her and uh and then uh they have a dance together or uh jc and, and ryan that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, my editor send me, sending me to Morocco. Well, Morocco, that's where I want to go. That's good. And then, they kiss, <laughs> which was good. It was great. <laughs> Mid-movie yeah, kiss. It was sweet. Yeah. And then Bruce Campbell raises a toast to the family. And I just loved JC in this movie. I think that she was great and very really endearing. Was. And I, I thought she was just beautiful like i loved how they did her hair throughout the thing it was very like loose and beautiful and uh you know so we already had her in the first movie this year with uh romance and style where she where it was very body positivity heavy Mm -hmm. um because she worked in fashion like some people were Mm -hmm. like oh it was too heavy in my opinion it didn't because she was a fashion designer so yeah uh but it's nice for this one she's treated like any other actress as she's she a hallmark heroine yeah she's yeah. she's a hallmark heroine just that's that's the end of it and it's, yeah she's and I, I thought she was just beautiful oh yeah gorgeous and so it was just it was nice to see ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast especially at christmas do you enjoy the holiday previews recaps interviews and bonus episodes If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies tells him but then the reporters she she uh, reporters come in and it's that that's the whole scene on the um uh the on the bayou well with the boats and everything and she almost tells him then these reporters come in they got to have the story (laughs) big story (laughs) Uh, and the the 
Oh, terrible timing. Of course, you have to have that one moment in Hallmark where someone gets interrupted by terrible timing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, he says, of course, it's it's complicated. It's family, which yeah. is true. Yeah. Families get complicated. And so then she goes for a uh, Christmas dinner, I mean, Christmas morning with Ryan Rodman. And they, they have like lots of cute little moments where they were like, oh, they're holding hands or they're yeah. like, <laughs> I love that. I love the like subtle handhold, you know, in these movies. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, is the best. So they open the Christmas gifts and uh, she gives Bruce Campbell gives uh, him a gift. And inside is a picture of him with her as a baby. And then he brings out all these notebooks that he wrote for her. And it was very, very sweet. Yeah. Very endearing. It was super so touching. That. And that was yeah. like, I was I like, right. Until that very last moment was what, when he said that, you know, she couldn't be his, you know, his little girl, because his little girl had darker hair. She had a yeah. tooth. Like, you know, you don't like the, the idea that he might've like considered it and then been like, oh no, she doesn't look like her. You right. know what I mean? Like I cut that kind of worked for me. Yeah. That, like he, he might've even like, maybe maybe wanted it to be but then been like yeah. well no it can't be because she doesn't that's not how my little girl looked you know right. and like oh <laughs> yeah and then we find out the the why he didn't uh, that he went to one of her recitals and uh and was in the back and then saw that she had this very loving family and didn't want to uh didn't want to step in i guess i mean i really i feel like I can understand that. And it was a good reason, but I also feel like who can't have more love. Yeah. Like I think, anybody I think can there have was... more people to love them. Yeah. I think that, um, the Moira Kelly character even said that at one point in the movie, something about like, you, you don't need a reason to, to have more love or something like that. Yeah. I, I really loved that line. I, I mm-hmm. was just thinking about like, yeah, that's my motto. You don't need a reason for more love. Like, yes. Yeah. And I like that. And, and the fact that she was sort of the catalyst for bringing it together makes sense because she's the like, all right, we need more love. We're getting yeah. more love. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So, and then he, she gets she the gets- secret ingredients in the meat pies. Yeah. Because uh, that's only <laughs> shared with family. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, uh, I would give this one. Mm, I'm gonna give it a 4.5. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was thought it was great. What would you give I think, out of yeah. five? I think I'd probably give it a 4.5 also. Like I I really like, yeah, I I really worked like it it was just it was so enjoyable from start to finish. I loved everybody. And like again, they did kind of it was a kind of a hard line to walk, like like yeah. not having it go off the rails somewhere and like they really did it was really they did a really nice job with it so i i really enjoyed this one i liked it a lot it was really good uh all right well let's talk about hashtag xmas this was on the 25th and this stars claire bowen and brant dartry director heather hawthorne doyle writer emily bear when Jen gets the chance to enter a brand's design contest, she poses a fan as a family influencer, enlisting the help of her best friend, Max, and her baby nephew. When her video is selected as a finalist, Jen is torn on whether to go on with her perfect quote unquote family or reveal the truth. And, and when 
this, uh, when we're doing our pre, when we were doing our preview for this one, I was not high on it. I gave it a call. I, I hate the title. I still hate the title. I think it's, <laughs> it's not for me. Um, Xmas, uh, and just the, I would have just rather it have been the Christmas influencer or something like that. I don't like mm-hmm. hashtag Xmas. Uh, but, um, I ended up really, I ended up enjoying it. It's basically a modern day, uh, Christmas in Connecticut, which is, I love Christmas in Connecticut. It's one of my favorite movies period ever. Uh, if y'all haven't seen Christmas in Connecticut, you need to see it. It's, it's really <laughs> the, the ancestor to all of everything that Hallmark does. Christmas in Connecticut was like the first that I'm aware of, at least the first, like, uh, screwball comedy Christmas movie and uh, it's so funny and uh and romantic and great and in that in that movie uh she plays a uh like lifestyle reporter kind of she writes like pieces that you'd see in like Martha Stewart living or something like that but back then and she a column she's a, not a reporter columnist and mm-hmm. uh and so in the in in Christmas in Connecticut uh, she's, she pretends to be like this, have this great family and this house and this perfect Christmas and all this stuff. Uh, and, uh, and, but it's all, she's like a woman in the city and she doesn't have any of these things. Uh, but then this, this soldier comes back and he wants to like experience the perfect Christmas. And so they have to all pretend to not pretend to be married, pretend to have a baby, pretend to be living in this farmhouse and everything. And uh, it's, it's really good. And they have yeah. like, like, my, favorite my favorite part is part. they, not only do they have uh, a fake baby or I mean, it's a real baby, but not her baby. Um, they have three, yeah. they have the women from the town oh. come in and leave their baby, <laughs> different women. And so like this soldier every day, he's like, wait, this is a different baby. I don't know. It's really funny. So it's a great movie. Y'all should watch it. And this is definitely inspired by uh, that, you know, her, her line creating strict family. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I thought it for the most part worked. Uh, and I don't know, what did you think of it? I really, I love fake relationship. Like that's like one of my, one of, I'm such a sucker for the trope anytime two people who are like pretending to be in a relationship but they really have feelings underneath the surface I'm like yeah I will I'm totally down for that mm-hmm. I love this one the one thing that like I didn't love as much is and a little negative on herself and like the self-doubt but it got a little too heavy for me toward the end like the, yeah. it went on a little too long that she was there her um her, her negative talk about herself her negative talk about herself mm-hmm. like went on too long for me you know what yeah. I mean but but I really loved the movie I like that they were honest about things like anxiety and, and, you know, things like that. But I think that she was way too harsh on her mother for a movie like this. Yeah. That was, that was too much, I think for me. But yeah, I, I really, I, I thought that, um, yeah, the relationship with her mom was just a little like, yeah, it was, it was a little rough and like, I, I can, I can, I can have that harshness, but I need to know why, like when she's so harsh on herself, I need to know why, or when she's so harsh on her mother, I need to know why. And I felt like I didn't quite connect with that, but I really enjoyed like all of the, the screw all elements. And like, I loved the premise and I loved the actors. Like, I think it was just, it was, it was just a little too heavy in that direction in some places. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was a little, I, I forget where they said this was, this was supposed to be because she's in like t-shirts and short sleeves a lot. Like it was, it was supposed to be Oregon. It was a story Oregon. of Oregon. I remember that. Yeah. And then you see, and I like, guess Oregon. I, you see snow and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. In the movie. And so I'm like, that was weird. She's in a she's lot in- of short sleeves. <laughs> she's very, well, I mean, I'm wondering if they maybe filmed it. It was really hot outside. Oh yeah. I'm sure it was. <laughs> um, so basically she is friend zoned max, like super hard. Mm-hmm. And they dated for six months in college and then decided they didn't have enough in common. So they decided to just be friends. And, and so she's sort of feeling like, well, we still don't, she's like, she's carrying that idea of why they broke up in college all the way to, to now 15 or so years later. That they just yeah. want different things. And, yeah, yeah, that's what she kept saying. It's somebody so obvious he's in love with her. And I'm yeah, like, I know. Smell the perfect guy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a big sucker for friends to lovers. I, I'm sure it's very difficult to write as far as the tropes. Well, I, I think, you, yeah, when, yeah, when you're kind of blind to those, like, you have to you have to make it credible that somebody would not jump on like the this is this is someone who's amazing and who's who's connects with me in so many ways like why wouldn't you make that step there has to be that obstacle there Mm -hmm. and I mean for her it felt like her her mental hang-ups felt like they were the main obstacle does that make sense well and just like not like caring getting too comfortable and then carrying this idea from you know when she was very young to to now and not sort of realizing that things had changed but yeah I I really liked uh Anna Van Hooft as her sister but Anna Van Hooft almost always plays the wrong girl uh or she's always she's really good at it she's good at playing like the villainous Mm -hmm. uh type of role Uh, but it was kind of refreshing to see her uh, in this, uh, in this sister role, being a mom. And I thought both her and Claire Bowen have gray hair. Oh my gosh. Yes. The girls. So <laughs> <laughs> the girls. <laughs> that was great. And I, there, I, I didn't hundred percent love Claire Bowen's performance, the acting. I don't know. So it did quite connect with me. Um, but I, I think this is one of Brant Daughtry's best roles that he's done. A lot of times I, a lot of times I struggle with him and chemistry with his leads, but this one, it was supposed to be a little bit awkward. Um, and I, I thought overall, this was one of his strongest, uh, roles for Hallmark. I thought, I thought he did a great job. And yeah. I mean, I have, I have kind of a soft spot for Claire Bowen because I loved her in the, in Nashville in the first season of Nashville. Oh yeah. And, um, and, and so I was just like, oh, yay. She's a homework heroine now, <laughs> but yeah, I did. there was just like a self-consciousness to her performance that yeah. like you could see the acting. I don't know. It just didn't mm-hmm. quite land for me. Uh, but it wasn't like terrible, but it just didn't quite get for me for her character um but uh but um but yeah I mean and I think maybe that her 
her hostility towards her mother maybe so it was also the writing that maybe made it difficult for me to to buy her character sometimes um that she she was and she was a little bit all over the place as far as her emotions which like i guess in one way is realistic but another way you're kind of like what what's this character there was some really great like really great like one-liners she had some really great like snarky one-liners that she Mm -hmm. said like i i i I, like i just i like uh like i think there's a moment where like her sister there's like a a line where someone says like is this you not laying on the guilt because you're doing it wrong like i just i thought those were great but then yeah the the, the snarkiness could also veer a little too harsh in places well and also like i feel like i don't know how you raise two children and literally know how to make nothing like no food not (laughs) like I know that some people are not that good of cooks but I feel like most people at least have like a couple dishes that they can make you know like the I I don't know like do you really I think I felt like to me that felt like the setup for like setting the kitchen on fire like I was like okay we're we're leaning into like we're we're gonna set this kitchen on fire that's gonna happen (laughs) but it was funny well yeah when she puts out that fire extinguisher yeah yeah she's like uh Uh, and so the mom's really excited about this pretending because she uh she wants to have a relationship with her daughter so at least they can pretend to have a relationship and uh in this say i know it's fake but it kind of feels real and they reach 100k followers uh, which I guess is realistic if she's if this is like a very popular contest slash show. Yeah, very popular. Um, and she becomes a finalist. Um, and I love that it was like top twenty finalists, top ten finalists, top three finalists. I was like, do we not have like quarter and semi finalists? We're just yeah. all finalists. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, and. Then we have also Zoe and Charlie as characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were interesting. They are the hosts of this competition. They're a married couple. They're seen as like the perfect married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, the various scenes where they're trying to kind of trick Zoe and Charlie were pretty funny. Yeah. You know, they have to pretend that uh, there's no nursery. We have him stay at a, at a decorated neutral place. <laughs> For his cognitive development, of course, yeah. of course. And then when they're like <laughs> passing the baby through the window. Yes. I love that. They said, you know, if you're wondering where we cross the line when we pass the baby through the window, this is the line. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> and of course they asked to see like wedding photos uh, and the mom's yeah. like, I'd like to see those too. Which <laughs> <laughs> is funny. Uh-huh. And uh, so then they, they're also kind of, Branch Audrey's like, let's go to our room where we both sleep as husband and wife. Which is what husband and wife do. (laughs) Yeah. And he says, there are times I forget this is fake. It's a version of my life I could actually have someday. So that was was, I just started being like, she needs to wake up up and see him right there in front of her he's so great like I know I mean it does feel like really you really don't see it but I still (laughs) kind of love it I don't know I get invested 
Yeah, no. I mean, I bought it. I bought it. I definitely bought it, but I was definitely like at that point shouting at my television, like in a good way, but definitely. (laughs) So they have uh, Heige as uh, a theme of the movie. This, uh, this, it's, uh, it's, how do you describe? They have a hard time describing in the movie, but it's like home, friendliness, warmth. If you, if you watch, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you watch the, um, the Broadway version of Frozen, there's a whole song about it. Yeah. Yeah. About Heidi. So <laughs> that the, um, the, uh, oh, not Olaf. Um, the, um, the, uh, the, the sauna guy sings it. Yeah. He? The sauna guy. I, I forget, forget his name. His name. <laughs> but anyway, he sings it. It's fun. And, uh, and then we do have her talking about like, she gets feelings that are spiraling out of control struggling with her anxiety and uh, I thought that was nice uh to include uh it definitely helped you understand her character better I really loved there was an ongoing theme throughout the whole thing that I really loved which was just the idea that the holidays don't have to be perfect to be Mm -hmm. special and like that nobody is perfect and that like it's okay to mess things up and like there was like a moment with the gingerbread where she said something about like um oh shoot uh where it was something something about like it's not how it looks it's how you feel making it or something like that mm-hmm. and yeah. I just I thought I kind of felt like that theme throughout where it wasn't about appearances it was about like the emotion and I liked that kind of I think that worked especially in sort of something about influencers that like it's you know there's always this perfect picture but it's mm-hmm. not about the perfect picture yeah so I like that I do too I do too so they have this Christmas dance and then they get in a pretty bad fight between uh, her and her mother. And I guess I was thinking about it because I really did not like Magical Christmas Village. I don't know if you saw that this year. I, I did. I didn't really like care the fighting either. between that mother and daughter. I did not like at all. It was too harsh for me. And this was pushing it. It was getting there. It wasn't quite as harsh as that movie. Um, it was pretty harsh though and she's like i know you love me but you just don't fully show it and then the stepdad saying uh, all she wants to do is be loved so cut her some slack uh and i felt like i guess that i'm trying to think why one worked for me and the other why i was very turned off of um and it's hard there's so many things that go in i guess there was enough lighter things in this movie uh, and it was enough there was enough redemption kind of in the end and it, I still didn't like it. I mean, and it's not that you can't have conflict, but I just don't think it works in these Hallmark movies to have people being like hateful, like uh, outright fighting like that. I don't know. Uh, I think it's hard to explain why something sometimes works and sometimes doesn't work. Uh, But uh, this was better for me. I still didn't love it. That part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think for me, I felt like I didn't, I didn't entirely understand. Like, I know that there was, you know, her dad passing away and there was this, the backstory behind it and all of that. But I guess I didn't really get like why, what, how it had gotten to that level of animosity with her mom. Does that make sense? I agree. They could have done better with that. And I don't know, just I I appreciate that the stepdad said that. 
I, I felt like the stepdad the, character. He was very like low key. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was good. And, and maybe because the mom was was funny and the whole movie was just like a little bit funny. So I found it more palatable. But I don't like this in Hallmark movies. People just like outright fighting mm-hmm. and being mean to each other. That's not part of this. It just doesn't fit tonally. I don't think it works for the characters. And you're right. This one, like there wasn't enough it just felt harsh. Like, why is she being so mean? Yeah. I think the, the why was the thing that, that mm-hmm. was missing for me. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I was like, okay, there's gotta be a reason behind this. There's gotta be like, like some moment that like mm-hmm. was the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever. Like, what is it that has, cause she had kind of just a very consistently, like she was assuming the worst about her mom kind of throughout. And it wasn't, it wasn't so much I mean, to me, at least it didn't yeah. feel as much like she like started to believe in her mom and then was like, and then had her previous suspicions confirmed or anything. It was just, she was just consistently expecting the worst of her mom. Did that make sense? Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess for me, the difference is, is that everything, even though I didn't like this one aspect of this movie, everything around it for the most part, I enjoyed. Whereas like magical Christmas village, I really didn't like almost anything about that movie. I, I, I mean, you can all listen to the episode, but it just <laughs> didn't work for me. So maybe that's the difference. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it, it was an interesting element of this. Uh, so he gives her this gift full, uh, this photo album full of pictures of her, which I thought was a little weird. I mean, I guess it's an influencer kind of movie, but I don't know. I just think, like I would I would want pictures of like me doing stuff or like with friends more of an album like yeah it just felt a little awkward I thought him like giving her here's an album of all the pictures I've taken of you I see what they were going for because they um because he was like you know she because she, she they're all pictures that he took of her and like she realizes later that like she looks so happy in those pictures because she's looking at him but like I kind of wanted yeah. them to be pictures of them together yes that would <laughs> have been less you know, weird like, but because I yeah I, I also don't really love pictures of just me so <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like I like having those like pictures with people you know yeah. like, and so but I see what they were going for I definitely see what they were trying to do with it where like he was saying he wants her to see herself the way he sees her because you know she doesn't because she doesn't see herself in a positive light you know Mm -hmm. and and so he's trying to be like no see this is how great you are this is how I see you so I I see what he was trying to do like I see what they were going for Mm -hmm. I don't know if it if it worked but I see what he was going for and and again like you were saying there's so many cute things about this movie there are so many things that did really really work yeah um and so I think that kind of like I was on board for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there were cute moments and there was just enough funny lines. And I liked when he was uh they they have the whole mistletoe oh yeah this scene yeah. that was fun. I love they had like a whole like post-mortem afterwards, like yeah. discussing the kiss. Yeah, the incident <laughs> like, with the yeah. mistletoe didn't help things. And he yeah. says he says that uh that he wants her to see you see yourself the way I see you which yeah. is very endearing and uh very sweet he was very sweet throughout like yeah he, he was, was yeah yeah he was he was he was a, he was a keeper <laughs> and he <laughs> says what if we forget this contest and make this real give us another shot uh, and she says she's like hesitating and he 
says, you're not sure, or are you just afraid? Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, uh, I thought that was, I mean, it's really good, uh, friends yeah. to lovers. So, yeah. Very good. Uh, well, and, and, and it does seem like later they talk about like her dad and, and how crushed her mom was by that loss and how that fear that like, that, like not wanting to let herself be loved or love or be mm-hmm. loved came from that. So like, yeah. you kind of see where that came from, which I like. Yeah. I mean, she's just realizing that the comfort zone that she was in, that maybe it really wasn't as, it wasn't what she thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then we have, uh, the, uh, the dance, she wears this green dress, which I thought looked uh, beautiful. She looked yeah. great. She looks yeah. fantastic pretty much throughout. Yeah. She <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good like, they both look great. Good for them. <laughs> so then Charlie and Zoe are at the dance. And then he says that he's going to go to Portland. He says, I stayed here for you. And, uh, and then, uh, and he says, I know it was fake, but it felt real to me. I've never not loved you. Yeah. That was very sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Brant Daughtry with the swooning. (laughs) (laughs) That was very, very swoon worthy. Very swoon Yes. Uh, And then, so she, uh, she's, they're having this big speech and uh leo the baby says Mm -hmm. mama to yeah and she finally realizes that this is not going to work so she confesses and says i'm a i'm a bus crash and a train wreck so that that was good that was well done it felt very much like you know one of those scenes at the end of like how to lose a guy in 10 days or something where like everything blows up in the big public way and i i kind of like yeah it can be a little cringy sometimes but at the same time i was like i'm glad that it all came out you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we need it all to come out so that we can have the catharsis yeah it was good and then uh, and then she says i liked liking myself and uh, and and then he says you were being you just more confidence and less self-doubt yeah so that was good and then she so she posts uh in her apartment and says you ask for forgiveness from the followers uh and i do feel like this is kind of the thing that would probably blow over pretty quick and it would be like a big thing everyone talking about and then it would be moving on to the next to the next thing i mean that's the cycle <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh she talks to her mom and the mom says you've got to fight for him i saw the way he looks at you the same way you look at him so that was cute yeah yeah and she's and they make up and she says i love you mom and that was sweet too that was good to have that moment we needed it yeah mm-hmm. and then charlie and zoe uh, took being around the fake for us to keep trying so that was nice yeah and I feel like I feel like their their whole thing was you know that they were still seeming to be fake still seeming to be perfect but they had fallen apart a long time ago and they needed to learn how to reconnect again and mm-hmm. it was nice seeing that so yeah so she gives him the album of pictures and uh, she says max I love you and then they kiss which was Yay. nice. Yeah, it was good. So, 
Uh, yeah. So this one, I feel like I sounded more down on it than I am. It was just the one plot line with the mom that I didn't love, but for the most part, it was really funny. And, uh, I, I really enjoyed their romance and the, this kind of screwball elements of it. Um, so I would probably give this one a three point, uh, 3.75. I think you give it. I'm about the same. I'm probably like a 3.5, 3.75. Like I, I really, again, there was so much, it was, I laughed a lot. Like I enjoyed myself so much. I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it, but I, I really, I, toward the end, I got fatigue with, with, um, with the, with the, with the, some, with some of the little negative elements. Like I I was, I was really for it all. It it just kind of got to, it built up a little bit, I think for me, Mm -hmm. but I really, again, I loved it. I, it was, it was fun. I loved like the hero was totally spoon worthy. Like that everything was, you know, like it was delightful and I love a fake relationship. So like, I don't know, I'm, I, I'm going 3.5, but I'm, but, but it's like, it's like a happy (laughs) (laughs) 3.5. Yeah. I think we're basically the same on this one. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable Hardy or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Let's talk about Royal Corgi Christmas. This was on the 25th, uh, starring Hunter King and Jordan Renzo, director Claire Niederprom, writer Irene Dobson, and it's reluctant crown prince Edmund returns home just before Christmas in anticipation of being named successor to the throne to ingratiate himself to his mother the queen he gifts her with mistletoe a rambunctious corgi in need of some serious training after several doggy disasters edmund return turns to cecily a canine behavior expert from america for help but to his great surprise cecily demands that he take an active part in the daily dog training sessions sparks fly between them as the pair work together to get mistletoe ready to present at the annual christmas ball just as the precious pup captures their hearts, they discover that love can grow in the most unexpected places, <laughs> leading them to question what they really want. So we, we, as we talked about, you have a Royal book. I do. Yes. Uh, I the, do. That I really enjoyed. And you have lots of books about dogs. So, yeah. I, so how did you overall feel about this one? This I, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it as like, oh, this is like, it, it was like delightfully ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they were going for like reality here. <laughs> and like, I enjoyed that about it. Like, I kind yeah. of felt like, you know, they were, it was, it was this, you know, it was the imaginary kingdom, which I love when they have, like, when we make up a kingdom, it makes me really happy. I don't know why. But <laughs> and I loved the corgis and like, it felt like there were times when it felt a little obvious, but like, I kind of felt like in this kind of movie, it worked for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there so, was like, like a little fun. bit of camp 
in there. I mean, we're not yeah. talking like the Christmas prints on um on Netflix, like no. not that level. No. But like <laughs> there was a little bit with this. It wasn't taking itself super seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe like we already had the royal nanny as well and that was mm-hmm. so good uh yeah. that, that that's a lot to compare it to but uh but i still thought this was pretty fun and i think this i've never seen this jordan renzo before he is a find <laughs> i think <laughs> right a very believable party prince right yes <laughs> he was so handsome and just like perfect for this role <laughs> I yeah, thought. he's the, he's the, he's he 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 definitely worked the Playboy Prince aspect. It worked out yeah. nicely. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And then uh, and then I, Hunter's is a lot of fun. I absolutely loved the interview I did with her. She was so good. Uh, and uh, so I think I, I can understand why she's kind of Hallmark's new favorite. <laughs> she she was a three, lot of fun. Yeah, three movies this year for Hallmark, and she's great and just so. So easy to root for from the very beginning, you know, you're on her side from the very beginning. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you do have to kind of go with the fact that they would bring this person all the way over from America. Uh, and the, uh, the super snobby villainous, uh, dog wrangler, I guess. Yeah. The corgi <laughs> handler who doesn't seem to like dogs. And I'm like, well, I mean, there's your villain. If he doesn't like yeah. the dogs. <laughs> What did you think of the princess character, the sister? I like. I actually liked the sister a lot. I really, really enjoyed her. And I thought, again, I thought it was kind of like, I felt like they were telegraphing where they were going with her a little bit. Like mm-hmm. what was going to, what was going to be her end game? Like, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, yeah. like, again, like I had fun. And I, like you were saying earlier, like the movie's trying to be fun. I had fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? and, and it, 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 you didn't feel like she would be interested in this snobby guy. Like I was surprised yeah. at yeah. first that they were going that route. I'm like, are they going to redeem this guy? Is he going to end up actually being a nice guy? Because what, what on earth does his sister see in him? Yeah. And I mean, she's <laughs> but, a catch. So yeah. she's literally a princess. So. <laughs> yeah. But they gave her a good like moment of, of, uh, dismissing him. Yes. That was, that was yeah fun. when she tells him to get out yes <laughs> uh, it's very sad that's why yeah yeah and there were fun moments like uh when they make the cottage pie in the uh, oh kitchen. yeah that was fun i thought yeah. very cozy yeah i always love it oh my gosh the most awkward curtsy in the world that was so oh yeah well what that was really funny. and I was like how did how did like I don't know like what it, it was like like praying at the same time <laughs> yeah, so that was really funny uh-huh. and the dogs anything with the dogs was so cute the corgi derby was like that was mm-hmm. just adorableness at like it reminded me of a video I saw of like tri- of like a puppy race that was trying to ha- happen and like the puppies are not just running in circles and going wherever they want to go. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, it was so cute. Uh, <laughs> like when they were giving the corgi a, a bath, that was adorable. Uh, and the uh, and so she, the Wrangler guy he tries to to make her look bad with uh 
with because her friend Jacob comes over and he's made this whole like guidebook or whatever and uh, that is somehow like I don't know so the right so the wrangler takes this book and he shows it to the prince and he's like look she's been studying you this is all a plan and and then he gets all upset <laughs> and she's like manipulative and trying yeah. to him and you know all of this yeah the binder the evil binder <laughs> yeah yeah and the whole time he's working on his speech uh to become the 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 next monarch successor yeah yeah and he's talking to his sister and she uh she already knows exactly what she would say mm-hmm. and she writes his speech and that's when he realizes like why isn't the right person for the job getting the yeah. job you know so yeah. that was a nice element i thought yeah it was good i liked i liked that it, i like that her character went that way i like that the princess uh-huh. was like, yep she's the one like she's been there all along like that that it worked out i was like yeah yeah and then they she she has the blue dress i was surprised that they went not only blue but like that color of blue for yeah i mean i would just expect it to be usually christmas movies it's either red or green or like some kind of metallic Mm -hmm. color you know silver or like in um the one royal holiday uh that one she wears a silver dress yeah uh, and so i was a little surprised that it was like not only blue but like woo blue yeah. but she looked i mean she rocked she it great. she looked amazing yeah. so uh you know it was a pretty good reveal because sometimes these princess movies like the the you know the big moment of like whoa isn't quite to reveal the dress yeah yeah <laughs> and this was like she looked great yeah yeah i like i i feel like there are certain elements that you have to have in your royal movie you have to have the ball you have to have the the reveal of the dress like you have to have like the you know awkward royal moments like there's all Mm -hmm. these great and they were all there they were all you know they were in the notes yeah there was something that just felt super ridiculous to me like like that that she managed to like when she's training the dog and she manages to teach him to sit in like a minute or something like that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was, on, it was sped up. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also they worry because now mistletoe has uh, bonded both equally with the with two of both them, of them. Yeah. which I feel like an actual dog trainer would plan for, like make sure that yeah. didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I think you know I uh I think they were trying to use it as like a to show that they're meant to be together because sure yeah yeah bonded with them as like a couple yeah but I I agree that like it would have been something that that if she were but I mean it sounds like she sort of is a self taught dog trainer and, oh yeah and, and like because she was was something she sort of started using her psychology degree while she was also walking dogs or something like mm-hmm. that. So she probably has her own methods. Yeah. I don't know. This is my yeah. theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she has, I have a whole YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. I also, but, uh, I loved that she, like, she reached out to him and, and like, just somehow managed to like send an email to like the palace or something like, like, I don't, I don't even know how I would send an email to palace, but she knows, yeah. like, I like that about her. She That's takes true. initiative. <laughs> uh so then she uh she so so then he fires her mm-hmm. and uh 
we get this scene between the queen and the prince uh, where she says, oh, I researched her and uh, she's the real deal and everything. And I feel like you also need that scene where sort of the the uh, the queen or king says gives permission to you know that that's in these movies and uh then he goes i and because he was being a brat uh because what i mean who wouldn't want to be prepared yeah for something like this and to know kind of what she's he's going into or at least like ask her some questions about it not just be i just assume that you're like being used and manipulated like no like she came in like with information on the royal family because she was going to be working for the royal family yeah like who wouldn't but uh then he but he comes around pretty quick so i i didn't i didn't annoy me uh and he says uh she's saying goodbye to mistletoe and then he says why why won't you stay? And he apologizes. And he says, I'll be happy if I can get a piece of pizza with my person, our Aww. person. Oh, <laughs> so that was adorable. So yeah, it was a fun movie. Uh, I would, I would probably give it 3.25 rounds. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm in that same range, like the, the three to three to 3.5 range. I kept vacillating back and forth between three and 3.5 because like I said, it was really yeah. fun, but I, I, it, it, it didn't like hit me quite as much in the feels as I wanted it to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, three, like, so you're the same with me basically in 3.25, yeah, like right I'm, in the middle. I'm kind of there. I, yeah. I love how I don't seem to want to do quarters, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 3.25, I'm doing it. Yeah. But like, yeah. So like I, I. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it, but I didn't connect with it emotionally as much as I think I wanted to. That's fair. I can see that. So let us know if you're listening, what you think of all three of these movies. would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. And our Facebook page for the moment is not working right. So just make sure you connect with us through Twitter uh, or Instagram or any of the other social medias. Facebook is having problems, but, uh, but where can they follow you if, uh, if they want to follow you on social media and also, uh, the book is out right now, right? Pride and Puppies is out now and you can pre-order Sweeter Than Chocolate. You can find both of those on my website. It's uh, dot com, And I am on Twitter and Instagram at AK as in Alaska. And I am on Facebook at Lizzie Shane author. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, you can follow us at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That really helps people find us, uh, especially during this holiday season. And so please, please help us out there. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is a lot of fun. We've got some really good watch alongs coming up that we plan. So you want to be a member of the patron and, and participate in all of the, uh, the fun things. I mean, right now you can't really do much with the Facebook group, but we have a lot of fun with the Patreon. So please check that out. And also, I, uh, and, and also check out our merch store where you can get all, t- all kinds of fun, festive designs 
and help support the podcast. So we appreciate that. And thanks again, Lizzie. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. And, uh, I wish great. you very Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hallmarkies. Bye. <laughs>